Hey, Slip Angle. It's Abe here. Friday's show is going to be a little bit different. As many of you know, we've been providing commentary alongside Kyle Heyer of SimTV for both uh, iRacing, wheel-to-wheel racing within the Gridlife universe, and also uh, Time Attack competition on um, the Xbox Forza Motorsport platform. Um, We had Kyle record the broadcast uh, that was aired on Tuesday, and we're going to play back the audio here on Slip Angle for this Friday's episode. So it's just an experiment for us. I thought it might be kind of cool because I actually like listening to sporting events on the radio. Um, so we're going to give it a try. And if it's cool, uh, please leave us a comment and let us know. If it sucks, let us know that too. Uh, but we're just trying something different to uh, kind of keep things interesting. Kyle does an incredible job. And uh, we really just wanted to get more people uh, familiar with the kind of programming that we're putting out during the week. So uh, if you're not already watching the iRacing series, Check it out on Tuesday nights at 845. Uh, you can find it at youtube.com slash gridlife. Um, and uh, I think a bunch of other places also. But uh, we really are excited about the uh, quality of racing that's happening here. Um, we think the the racing is as good as we've seen in GLTC. And a lot of the drivers are actually carryover from our true wheel-to-wheel series and have been um, spending their quarantine time uh, digging into iRacing. So please let us know if you enjoy it or what your thoughts are and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks a lot. Virginia International Raceway, heaven on earth. Tonight, we're going to tackle this amazing American road course for the next round of Gridlife iRacers on Gridlife Gaming. This is the Gridlife iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. And tonight, it's going to be hell, not heaven for the drivers out here. Over 100 drivers qualifying to get down to a 40-car grid tonight in a heat-style format for the best of the best on Gridlife Gaming. Welcome to Gridlife. My name's Kyle Hire, joined tonight by Adam and Abe from Gridlife. Guys, this is going to be such an exciting new thing we're going to try out here. Porsche Cup cars, over 400 horsepower, rear engine, rear wheel drive, totally different from the Quarantine Cup with the Mazda MX-5s. Really excited to get this one underway. It's, uh, it's a wild track, and I hear these cars are kind of hairy, so <laughs> it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Abe, this is uh, in practice, cars going uh, quite a bit faster and having spread among drivers that we haven't seen in the autos. So this should be an exciting race. It's going to be a really good one for sure. Let's have a quick look at our track map here, Adam. Of course, you've been to Virginia National Raceway enough times to tell me quite a bit about this place, but it is one of the great American road courses. 3.27 miles, 17 corners. Walk me through it. Uh, beautiful natural terrain road course. I mean, it's uh, kind of plowed through the uh, the, the hills there. 
and I think we are seeing the old school format with the actual oak tree down there in uh, in the very far bend before the uh, large straightaway. I believe that oak tree fell in July of 2013, but uh, I did have the privilege of driving it one time with the oak tree, maybe two times there with the oak tree, and uh, it's quite a, a sight to behold and a really, really well depicted uh, overall layout on iRacing. Uh, we've got some really fast straightaways uh, and uh, basically uh, the uphill S section seems like a straightaway almost and a little bit a little bit off of a straightaway full speed in these cars I hear. A couple of the tight kinks, we've got South Bend, the Oak Tree is the tightest turn, Hog Pen and the roller coaster section are really, really uh, integral section of this track for making speed. And then the venerable turn one, two and three complex, which is hard braking and then a whole right left combo uh, before we get into the S's again. So wild little track here. So we got about seven minutes left in practice before we get set up for qualifying tonight. And tonight's format is going to be pretty wild. This is the same format we used for the Quarantine Cup, guys. Let's have a look at how this works this evening. So open qualifying up to 180 drivers. We had three servers tonight for qualifying. Uh, they will get kind of uh, basically narrowed down to the top 60s. So the 60 fastest drivers will compete in two different heats. Odd drivers in qualifying in one, the evens in the other. The top 15 of those drivers will head straight to the feature race. And the last chance qualifier, only the top 10 from the bottom 15 of each heat, those drivers will move on to the feature as well. So VIR tonight for the first of four rounds. Next week will be Twin Ring Motegi, but we got a lot of action left tonight. Let's head down to the racetrack and get things underway as practice right now is about six minutes remaining here, guys. But uh, this racetrack is not only challenging in a slower car, it's challenging in a fast car like these Porsche Cup cars. 400 horsepower, going to be a wild ride in one of these things tonight. And what, uh, what do you foresee being the toughest portion of, uh, of this track uh, overall in all these shorter sprint race formats, Kyle? Well, I, I typically see you know, the, the corner that I need to watch out for is turn number one. Now, this, this corner, you know, once you're underway and you kind of got everyone spread out, I think you'll be just fine down here. On the start of the race, though, we're going to have 40 drivers in the feature event all driving down here. And it's very narrow. It's a lot more narrow than it looks from this angle. And it, it's kind of a, a weird double apex sort of corner, but there's a big curve out there on the inside, Adam, and it gets really congested down there. Yeah, and uh, you were mentioning before we went uh, live here that these cars are a little bit uh, twitchy when the tires are cold. So uh, definitely something to watch out for. If you get in the grass, they get away from you. And uh, these are a non-ABS car uh, in this uh, in this game, uh, in this configuration. Uh, so, I mean, you can't, uh, you can't smoke them like Derek here. You got to really, really be careful. They see Paul Darling just go a little bit wide there. And the other thing we have to watch out for tonight, guys, is the grass. If you touch the grass, it's game over. You see Paul Darling did a great job collecting it. I'm not sure everyone else tonight is going to get so lucky, especially heading into South Bend. You touch that grass with the right rear tire, uh, Abe, you're going to go for a crazy wild slide. And there's a big beach down there. And if you slide through the middle of it, uh, you're going to have contact with someone going the other direction. Yeah, it's, uh, I really like our heat style format because uh, it, it gives people a second chance. If uh, the race doesn't go quite their way, they still have an opportunity to earn it back. And uh, we may see a lot of that tonight. They might need it today. Yeah. So, Adam, uh, we're seeing times in practice here in the 147 range. How does that compare to when you were uh, here probably uh, in your STL car? So fast. Uh, I think my fastest time here is a 2.16. Uh, probably um, it was an ITA car at the time, maybe a 2.17. And uh, yeah, this, uh, I think 2.06 is the STL record, 2.05 maybe. And so I would expect GLTC, uh, the grid life wheel-to-wheel uh, -wheel format, 
Uh, I would expect that to be a similar time to SCC STL. Uh, and two 140s is that is uh, these cars freight train down that straightaway, but they also do everything else very well until you overdo it and they don't do it well. Uh, drivers qualifying tonight. The uh, Tom just sent me some information. Top five: Casera, Cabo, Gorman, Nyman, and Lisner. But 91 people attempted to qualify for this, guys. It's a little bit down in participation from where we saw the Miatas, but only 60 got the opportunity to race tonight, and only 40 are going to get a chance to run in the feature. So we already went over our format. You have to be in the top 15 in either of the heats or the top 10 in the LCQ to move on. Uh, but the competition is going to be fierce. I do think you're going to have to be up front to stay up front. Uh, we saw in the practice races earlier this week that the attrition was high, and if you start at the back, your chances of getting involved in a collision are also quite high. Now we saw, uh, uh, we, we've, we've seen some wild first laps of the race, and I expect this to be even wilder and probably even earlier in the race. Uh, Road America last week, we saw turn five uh, underneath the bridge be kind of the, uh, the, the, the area of most attrition, but I think we might see it at turn one. So Tom, uh, Tom messaged me earlier. I asked him for some pointers uh, and some things to talk about. He said that there's no ABS, obviously, so braking is the hardest part. Uh, and it breeds awesome racing because it promotes uh, mistakes. And it uh, and these cars also draft really well, I guess. So uh, it, uh, lots of trail braking. Uh, they do not agree with the grass. Uh, touching the grass is, quote, unquote, a death sentence. Uh, I think these have, been, these have been referred to as the German uh, death sleds, uh, or the Nazi death sleds in various <laughs> chats. Uh, but uh, the tires take about a oh, look, half a lap. Oh, look, just slide off here. There we go. Yeah, Nazi death sled right there. Tires take about a half a lap to come in. Uh, and I'm really, uh, curbs are risky, but they're also necessary for speed, according to Tamo. So uh, we'll see. Uh, the, the car's pogo a little bit, uh, depending on how you catch them, he says. So I'm curious to see how some of that plays out. One of the other things I wanted to mention, of course, we have this new partnership with Mike's Harder, and this has been such an, an exciting opportunity for Grid Life and for the drivers to sport some of these excellently painted paint schemes. I know Tamo Gorman spent all week making some of these schemes, including the one you're looking at right now that's on Chris Borsma's car. So a lot of these uh, Mike's Harder schemes either Tom uh, O'Gorman creations, or of course Chris Stewart creations. We'll see some of them sprinkled throughout the field. But again, thanks to Mike's Harder for jumping on board this season. And of course, we'll have the uh, the Mike's hard hit of the race uh, at some point tonight. And I'm sure we're going to see quite a few of them. And selecting which one is going to be the hardest, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> if you've been watching Brad Adams' Facebook feed, you've seen a few of the, uh, the hits in practice. Some of them definitely on purpose. Uh, I think you can actually uh, you can actually get these cars to skyrocket out of the facility if you uh, position them just right and get your friends to drive into them. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens in the race here. Just about a minute left in practice here. The best time right now, Austin Cobbs, 1 minute 47.653. It's a blisteringly fast lap time. But having a look here at the weather, uh, it is hot out there, or at least it's going to get hot. I was told by Tom we saw temperatures in the race sessions of over 115 degrees. It's only 87 degrees right now on the racetrack. That is going to increase, and it's going to get really slippery. You saw Chris Deshaun just hanging it all out on corner exit. We're going to see a lot of that tonight. It uh, it's a it's definitely a hot place there down down in the uh, the southern part of, uh, of of the country. But uh, what I'm most excited about is seeing some of the uh, some of the really really fast drivers that haven't driven with. Uh, there's a lot of fast drivers from other sort of iRacing series and from other sanctioning bodies in real life. 
Uh, I think this is sort of pulled like this this uh, this format and this series has pulled a lot of the really fast drivers from around the iRacing world. So uh, you, you saw a lot of qualifiers. I'm really see I'm really excited to see who uh, who shakes it out and who has a really good time tonight. Chris Hen from uh, he's one of the competitors in the Spec MX5 Sim Racing Challenge that we also broadcast over the Winding Road YouTube channel. And Zach Buchanan is here tonight in a beautiful looking Project 2 livery. And this is uh, a driver that comes from the fuel side of things. It's one of the first groups that we ever worked with, guys. So it's cool to see Zach out here battling tonight. Currently 38th in practice. As the times conclude here, we'll head to qualifying single car. Or uh, it's going to be dicey out there. Two laps to run your, fa your best lap that you can. In practice, we're seeing about a two-second spread over the top 30. Uh, that uh, This might be kind of gnarly. This is going to be kind of a uh, every man for themselves, everyone for themselves. This is going to be a banger, I think. Excuse me, guys. Uh, here's Eric Cattell in the number 82 getting on his racetrack. He was saying he wanted to work on the race car tonight, but he's here regardless. And uh, he's like one of these guys that loves to just jump in these cars and just see how he can do. I think he'll be top 10 tonight, but staying out of trouble is going to be uh, really the name of the game, at least in the heat races. Yeah, uh, Eric, one of the uh, one of the sort of founders of Grid Life iRacing, uh, DJ, uh, one of the other kind of leads here, he texted me earlier, Eric hasn't practiced at all. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Eric relying on raw, raw uh, talent and, uh, and also Eric has been here. I believe he still holds the uh, SCCA STL record at this track. So he, he knows this track in real life. Let's see how it pays off for him in the digital world. In this case, it looks like the uh, Porsche Cup cars is what a 250 horsepower spread over his SL, uh, STL car, though. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, I, he was actually in the uh, when he set the record here. I don't know if he still holds, but I believe he does. Uh, a couple years back, uh, I believe he was in the Hart. Uh, it's a 2007, 2008 era Civic SCI or SI. I mean, not SCI. I'm, I'm surrounded by too many Subaru people in daily life. <laughs> the uh, so that would have been about a 212 horsepower car, 205 horsepower car. So you know, only about 245 horsepower difference. Abe, Abe getting a little wild with the 250 horsepower speculation. That, uh, that that five horsepower is a big difference. I know it's huge. I mean, it's just huge. So. How about right here? Here's Tom O'Gorman. He is a race winner at this racetrack. It was uh, back in 2018 in the uh, in an Audi, the Euro Parts Audi RS3 TCR. And he went to victory lane here as well as in Road Atlanta that year. But then before his yeah, wins was, uh, in Daytona and uh, Sebring the following year there, right? Yeah, TCR with IMSA. Yeah. So qualifying has just begun. We're just waiting for drivers to come all around and put their first time. And you'll see the fastest lap times on the left-hand side of the screen. Tom O'Gorman again running one of those epic Mike's Harder liveries as he heads down into NASCAR Bend, turn number three. Another challenging, actually that was turn four down there. Another corner that we didn't talk about a whole lot, turn number three, NASCAR Bend, Adam. This corner in this car, that left front tire, you just, you're grating it like a, like a, you know, an elementary school kid's knee on the concrete while learning how to ride a bicycle. It is just horrible to get that car to turn in without locking that left front tire. It's actually, and it's actually graphic description there, Kyle. Thanks for that. Yeah, he, he, Kyle knows what he thinks about this turn. Uh, it's actually a faster turn than it looks when you're driving it the first few laps, too. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of people chuck this uh, chuck a car in too fast uh, at that turn. Uh, but it's it's one of those turns that's hard to find that speed balance in real life. Uh, it, it, it definitely does wear the car out, though. It's, uh, it's a hard brake and a hard left hand. Under the shade of the oak tree on the 
where you head on to the back straightaway. Adam, I know you've had experience driving up under that, and we talked about it briefly at the beginning. The tree uh, fell in 2013, but uh, it still lives on in the iRacing service, being a, a fairly antiquated scan. But it's it's just such a unique part of this racetrack, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of sort of glad that we have an outdated version of VIR so we can continue to drive under yeah. it for eternity. Yeah, it. Uh, the, I, I still distinctly remember my warm-up lap, the first session ever I drove on this track. Uh, I had a mirror at the time on my passenger side, uh, and and because uh, nowadays in race trim I don't. I have them internally mounted on the roll bar and stuff, the roll cage. Uh, but I had a mirror on there, and I thought I was going to hit the mirror on the on the oak tree because it was so close to the track. It was literally like hanging over the track, and it was, uh, the tree had been dropping stuff all over the turn because it was kind of a damp morning. Uh, it was a really really surreal and weird. Uh, uh, experience coming from like a track like Gingerman where there's nothing anywhere close to the track. It's a very, it was a very cool feature of the track. Kind of sad to see it go, but glad to see it live on here. So first lap through Austin Cobb, a 147.828 is the quickest lap we've seen. And something tells me, guys, that Austin's got this place figured out in a way that even DJ Alessandrini does not. Now, he, I was told that he was having issues with the iRacing beta UI tonight, the way that you... Uh, uh, select the sessions. We're actually expecting a lap shorter races than we otherwise would have expected. Uh, but DJ is out here now getting his qualifying started. He just goes second quick, a 147.987. Uh, but Tom McGorman's first lap was invalid. So this is the danger. This can happen in the heats as well. You make one mistake and you're battling back the entire night. Tom's got a lot of work to do. Yeah, the uh, DJ said he didn't sleep very well last night. He's been working long hours in the day job and putting a lot of time in uh, in uh, Grid Life I Racers and other series in, in I Racing. DJ seems to be sort of uh, uh, trying to make a. Uh, I mean, he's spending so much time. You'd think he's trying to make a career out of this. So he's he's definitely one of those. Uh, he's working hard on this. Uh, but uh, yeah, you got to get that sleep, DJ. We're worried about you. Don't, you, don't want your eyes to be bloodshot. You know? Another driver that is kind of crossing over from other leagues that SimTV's worked with. Here's Eric Mickey from the Sim Championship Racing Series, who was the first series to ever work with SimTV. Kind of gave us our big break, so kind of cool to be on this platform now and have Eric participating in this race. Uh, but here he is. He's actually pretty quick in this car, and looks like he'll be seventh quick. As looks like Eric Cotillo's jumped up to sixth, and now he's down to eighth as Tom O'Gorman goes through to third. And Jason Lisner in the number 92. This is a new name. We haven't seen him before here in Grid Life I Racers, but he's pretty quick as well, although just got bumped down to 13th place. Make it 14th. And although that is a pretty respectable time when you're talking about 147 to like 149 spread across the top 20 drivers. That uh, There is nothing shabby about a 148 947. Two minutes left in qualifying. Ryan Kristoff here in his number 46 car. And he's actually working on making his uh, his real-world GLTC car livery look very much like this one. He sits 21st right now, the 149.1. And it looks like he's going to call it quits and go for a bit of a jump there across the... <laughs> uh, and into the Patriot the course. Well, no, that's a pretty hard hit. Yes. Yeah. Looks so like he's got, okay. Uh, looks like 32 cars, uh, all running times faster than 149, or like into the 49s or faster. Um that's that's a lot of cars going really fast. That is crazy. How about this livery, Valdi Pietra's car? This is a, a very striking paint scheme. Won't be difficult to find it in the field tonight. No, it's a good. I like the green and the yellow. It plays nicely off of itself, especially with the body lines of the Porsche. One of the prettier cars uh, in real life and in eye racing. I think this is just these cars have obviously such classic lines, and they're they're well loved in the community and all generations because of it. 
Uh, but uh, that's a good looking livery right there. So he is, so he'll come on through and this will be his first flying lap and he won't get a, uh, a time to run another one. He's gonna be 10 seconds short. This lap is gonna have to count and he will run a 152.717. That is going to be disappointing for DiPietro, especially because it didn't count. He had an off track there, so he's going to be starting from the tail of the grid. We have 58 cars in this server lined up and ready to go racing. Here's Ido Waxman in the number 37. He comes on through with a 150.3. That will not be an improvement for him. He will stay 13th. Ido's best at 148.504. Solid little time right there. It uh, puts him about 13th-ish, I believe. Uh, looks like 13th, yeah. So 59 seconds left, and everyone that has not started a lap now will not get a chance to finish it either. So Justin Tizano in the 43 will come across the line. Uh, that's a 55-3. That will be no quicker than his 51-3 that he has down in 53rd. That's a heck of a position to be in <laughs> before a race with Porsche Cup cars. I'm not sure I'd want to be very much farther back than 20th at the one any chance of surviving turn one. We're going to see how it goes, though. Again, we're going to remind you what our format is here in just a moment, just to keep you up to date on everything that's happening. But Austin Cobb, right now, your pole sitter with a 147.542. He's up by about a tenth on uh, Rob Casera, who's also been incredibly quick. Tom O'Gorman sets third. Ken Seal, DJ Alessandrini, and Jason Lisner. Uh, your top six, then Darling, Nyman Barroso, and Kurt Crum rounding out the rest of your top ten. Yeah, 147.542, and uh, we're talking 30 spots back. We're at a 149.654, so a two-second spread over the top 30. Uh, this, could be, uh, this could be a war, especially uh, entering the early sections of this racetrack, kind of a tight right-hander, left-hander, and then a right-hander again. It's a... Uh, it's going to be a busy one to, to lead this first race. And here's another quick reminder of the format we are using tonight. Again, we already did our open qualifying earlier tonight. What we just did is our qualifying right now, the heat qualifying. The top 60 drivers, we had 58 of them. Now we're going to separate into the heats. Heats one, odd drivers. Heat two, even drivers. So we're getting into heat one right now. So the top 15 are going to move straight to the feature event. Then we'll get into heat two. We'll do the same thing there. And that is our format this evening. We'll head down to the racetrack and get ready to go racing as we just wait for the command to fire up the engines and get rolling here, guys. But uh, taking a look at the pole sitter, that's Austin Cobb. His goal is just to stay where he is. Everyone else is trying to get as good of a spot as they can. 15th is Ryan Carwile. He is on the chopping block right from the start of the race. Important drivers behind. How about Brad Adams? He'll be starting 20th. Uh, Anthony Montello from Lazy Rocket Vinyl Produce. He'll be back in 23rd in the number 54. Kevin Zhu and Val DiPietro all on the outside looking in. Luke McGrew starts 14th. He can't afford to lose more than one spot, guys, as we get ready to go racing. Yeah, at least we're in the odd group. Uh, we've got Brad Adams here, so we're in the right spot. And we're in the right spot. If you know Brad Adams, he's where he needs to be. The odd group. <laughs> <laughs> Lights flashing on Tom O'Gorman's Porsche 911 Cup car as we prepare for four laps worth of racing. The lights are on, waiting for them to be out as 29 drivers take to the track here. Top 15 will transfer. Green flag flies, and we're racing the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge, presented by Mike's Harder as they run down to turn number one, getting single filed out as quickly as possible to avoid the potential carnage. Look at them, three wide of the midfield as they come down to the first quarter. The 39 is Santel. He's in the middle of the Subaru-sponsored car. That's McGrew on the outside. Maybe a touch there, maybe not. Leckowitz behind him as they cycle back up and head down to NASCAR back. Wow, shockingly clean. For Allison Drini, uh, jumping what, three spots from fifth into second place before uh, turn one. 
shockingly clean overall. We had a really, really good turn one there for the most part, especially with all the problems that we feared with the ABS uh, or lack thereof in these Porsches, but really good start so far. Now they string up through Snake and head to the upper S's as well, and I haven't seen a single car. I think Gil Winningham has had an issue, Kevin Zhu as well, but now we head up into the upper S's, guys. This is full throttle in these cars. Once to get the tires hot, maybe a lift right now just for safety as they crest the hill and head towards South Bend for the first time. Look at this train of cars there. I, Tom says it's just a slight lift in a couple spots, but basically it's pinned. Uh, entering South Bend. Oh, that's uh, Tom. Oh, he's off of the tires. Ooh, Tom's off yeah. in turn number 11. And just like that, he's going to tumble down the order. And one of the drivers we expected to be up front tonight is now on the outside looking in as Lekowitz gets on by. So Tom is out for now as they head out of the old train up the back straight. Didn't look like a hard hit, but the car looks okay. So we're, uh, we're hopefully uh, seeing Tamo continue. He, he's always a good storyline one way or the other. Either he's winning or he's coming back from an issue. Uh, yeah, you probably saw the lack of ABS there for just a second. These guys are really finicky. The braking zone locked up there. A little smoke as Eric Pennington's off of the dirt. So is uh, Darius Trinka in the number 44. He's gone off as well. So they're going to get pulled back on course. Those drivers will tumble down the order now. Back up to fourth. Eric Mickey in the number 88. Where did he start? How about this? Six to fourth on lap number one. Strong start for the 88 car. But Tom O'Gorman, he's off again. And this is time for the final corner. And he's going to head for the pit lane. Can he pull back out? He's going to drop way down. This might be another race where he has to fight back from the LCQ guys. And Tomo might need to put some ice onto his steering wheel or something. He's having some issues. But uh, if anybody can come back from it, though, it's time. Here's a look at the replay. Just got loose out of hog pen, got up on the curb, and got absolutely pile-driven by Alexander Lekowitz in the 168. So just like that, he's got damaged front and rear, and now sits down in 22nd. Excellent start from uh, Luke McGrew as well, jumping from uh, 14th to 8th after the first lap here. So... Uh, solidly uh, into the next heat as long as everything runs smoothly from here on out. And a great start from McGrew as we're looking on Alex Barroso. He's chomping at the bit behind Ido Waxman as they head up towards South Bend. A little bit wide there as they head for the corner and now up and over the top of the curves. A little loose there. You saw the correction as they head down to Oak Tree. Now Barroso putting a lot of pressure on Waxman. You can see some of the really, really tight racing that this track uh, typically brings in because of some of the really high fast and then the slow speed sections that bring cars back together. Uh, but uh, this long straightaway, what kind of speeds are we seeing here, Kyle? About high 160s, or what are we looking at? Yeah, right now, 159, 160. How about 166, 167 side-by-side side into the braking zone for the roller coaster? And through goes Barroso into sixth spot. And nicely done, only a slight lock up there on the right front tire, so he gets it collected and continues. Meanwhile, Lekowitz is going to let on by the two-car of Colin McHugh and Jacob Bessemer in the 52-car tucks in behind. That's for 14th. Andrew Abbott right now, that's the, uh, the purple car. He is the transfer vehicle, but Brad Adams is right behind in 16th, and we know he wants to go forward. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's never, Brad Adams doesn't love to be mid-pack. He'll, uh, he'll fight his way the entire lap every race, real life or virtual. So good to see him solidly into, uh, into the upper half here. Uh, what a battle to look at that string of Porsches running down that front straight. The little slight kink in turn one here, that, uh, that's still a high-speed turn, uh, just before turn one, I mean, big straightaway. Uh, but this braking zone turn one, always spooky, a little bit downhill. Uh, 
and then the track is, as Kyle said, just kind of a, a weird off, uh, not not a continuous radius turn. It's a tough one in real life. David Santel, he's off the racetrack. He's going to fall very quickly out of the running. He's going to fall to 16th spot. That puts Brad Adams in. Santel out. Darius Trinka, he spun in roller coaster on lap number one. He's going to get by for 16th. So Brad Adams is in the feature as it stands right now. It's number 95, Rusty's car. That's a throwback to 2006. Uh, with the cars livery on board, but he's in and Trinka is out right now as it stands. 147.934, the fastest time so far for Austin Cobb. Uh, obviously uh, a well-respected iRacer in uh, in many circles, but doing a really good job so far. At 147.998 for DJ Alessandrini to chase him right now. Up under the oak tree now for the third out of four times. Next time, I will be white flag for the race leaders. Car off. And Tom O'Gorman's just come to a stop. I'm not sure if he was in it again or what. Maybe there was contact as he gets hit from behind. I believe that was Winningham in the 8-11. Another incident. I think, I, I think they're just giving up and playing bumper cars now. The Porsches have beaten them, and now it's time to crash into each other. Uh, he just ran into the back of Ryan Carwile there, and I think he just had a guilt stop. So he's going to work the LCQ regardless as he runs side-by-side with that's Tizano in the 43. So they've got that cycle out. Meanwhile, white flag for the race leaders, and Cobb has DJ Alessandrini breathing down his neck. This is the run for the pole right now. Uh, 147.7, our fastest time, uh, and a 152.393 uh, uh, at the uh, at the transfer spot right now. That's uh, uh, about a four or five second spread, and not as tight as we saw in qualifying, but obviously it's, it's tougher to race with your buddies than oh. it is to qualify by yourself. Third place off, that's Paul Darling. From third, he's going to tumble down the order now inside of the latter half of the top five. As you shows you how quickly things go. This is the battle for 15th, though. This is the transfer spot. Brad Adams in the 95, Darius Trink and David Santel all together. Only one of these three can move on. Paul Darling did have the fastest lap of the race up until then, I believe. Was it, maybe, not, maybe not it was DJ. It might have been DJ with the 47.3. But 47.49, and now he's got to work his way back from that slight off. These little tiny issues can really, really sideline you with these Porsches. And for the race lead, Alessandrini right to the rear bumper of the 36. Now the acceleration out of Oak Tree. Down the long straight. We'll keep an eye on that. Meanwhile, back in 15th, Adams under attack from Darius Trinka in the 44. He spun out. On the opening lap, a lockup there by Adams as they head down to the hard-breaking zone for Oak Tree to the inside. Now he moves back to driver's left. Santel's loose, slides through the grass, and he's going to give up an opportunity to move on to the feature in one fell swoop. Meanwhile, for the race lead, Alessandrini right up to the rear bumper of Austin Cobb down roller coaster, and two more corners left for the 36. Alessandrini with a good run down roller coaster, looking, looking left, looking right, and it looks like uh, Cobb might have this, but uh, it really depends on his run here. Looks like Jack really is closed out. up here. Austin uh, Cobb, he'll grab it. Go ahead, Abe. Uh, Allison Drini really closed the gap there. It was down to about one tenth. We'll see. Uh, he wasn't able to pull it off here, but that was a heck of a finish. It's like as we said in, yeah, in previous races, it really it, he's just got to be in the top 15. So it really just uh, it just matters that they win and uh, and they finish uh, versus they uh, beat each other. But uh, the win is in the finish in the top 15 right here. Zach Rivard in the number 27. He had a slowdown penalty, and that was the difference in that number 27. He will lose out a chance for one of the feature unless he finishes top 10 in the LCQ because he had a slowdown, dropped him to 16th place. Adams is in. Darius Trinka is in as they all pile up here at the end of the session. Have a look here. What a race we saw there. But Austin Cobb, the race winner, that will put him on pole for the feature event tonight.
Yeah, these short little heat battles are going to be a tough thing to uh, to overcome for some drivers because of the way that this car, I think, comes into its own in about you know the first half of a lap. But uh, the biggest uh, the biggest thing that we saw right now is drivers taking themselves out so far. We sort of expected to see more carnage than we saw. It was all, all really well done by everybody there. Now yeah. we have to head down to the racetrack well to get prepared done. for our second heat of the night. And uh, this is the first race uh, series that we've done that I believe has live stewarding as well. So uh, I think we have three race stewards uh, watching over the race throughout um, and uh, really, really making a huge push to have clean, solid racing. And so far, so good. Uh, better than we expected. I'd love to see that. Rob Casera in the 177. He's been fast all week in practice, so he sits on pole for this one. And Ken Seal is going to be right behind him in second. Again, these are the drivers that were the evens in qualifying earlier. And Ken Seal's got kind of that uh, that rhino liner kind of texture to that paint scheme. I don't know what he was doing to it, but he, he did something to it. It looks pretty pretty cool, especially with the SimTV logo there on the hood of that car. You're not biased or anything, no, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Nyman in the 57. We've seen him be extra extraordinarily fast in the Renzo Sports Car Challenge. Kurt Crum will start fifth. Hilly in sixth, Eric Cattill back in seventh, James Barr, Chris Deshaun, Ray Hilbert. Uh, Ryan Kristoff will be 11th, Chris Borsma back in 15th, and other notables, James Houghton back in 26th. That's going to be a long day for him. He's got four laps to make up 11 spots. We'll see if he can do it. With the calamity we see here in the uh, start of the race, it's very possible drivers can make up that kind of deficit uh, really, really quickly here. Take another look at our weather. We'll see if the temperature has come up a little bit. It's actually dropped down significantly. I thought we'd see temperatures well over 100 degrees, down to 77. So that's helping a little bit, get some grip in the tires, uh, which has helped maybe quell some of that uh, that potential for disaster that we that we saw a little bit of in the testing races earlier this week. Yeah, the, uh, the, the test races and the practice races earlier, uh, we saw... Quite a bit of it really depended on who you're racing against and how perfect everything went. But uh, I think uh, starting last and finishing mid or upper pack uh, wasn't unheard of. So it really is up to how up to the perfection of the drive uh, from all the drivers in front of you, how you do. But so far, so good on that. We'll cross all of our fingers, cross all of our toes and hope that they can keep these big P cars on the uh, on the track here in the next 10 minutes. 29 drivers lined up for this. I think we saw more heavy hitters in our first heat, but there are still plenty in this one that are going to be competitive as well. Four laps in heat number two of the night. Our evens from qualifying race for 15 spots. Borsma starts on the cut line. Green flag in the air as they fire off from the line, engage the clutch, and away they go down towards turn number one. This is always that critical section as we've been talking about. Three, four cars wide they're approaching right now. That's, uh, that's a risky maneuver. We'll see how it goes. Well, that's really tight. That's a 92, a listener right through the middle of it. Coutil kind of got swarmed on the inside, so we'll have to give up a spot. Meanwhile, Buchanan in the number 40. He sits behind Kristoff and Nyman as they head to turn number three for the first time. Such a challenging corner to get the car rotated in. Now, everybody, again, very clean, very calm start so far. We'll see if it devolves into chaos in the second half of the lap. So my fingers that we get to see a good 10 minutes of racing here. Lap one of four underway as they approach the snake up the hill. Uh, really, really fun section of track in real life. What a great looking pack of cars as they approach all those left right handers. That uh, That's a really cool section of track. One of the best in the country. 
Race leaders, Casera and Seal right now, car off in the dirt at the bottom of the S's. That's Ray Hilbert's 32. He's gonna go for a wild ride, get it calm, cool, and collected. Will he touch the barrier? Just a scrape. Up the road, though, trouble for Chris Deshaun. He's gone wide in South Bend. Doesn't look like he contacted anything, but uh, definitely not the fast line through that track. So we'll see what he can do in the next four laps. Lots and lots of runoff here at these tracks, or at this track in particular, but the grass just seems to draw cars into the wall. So yeah, I, I think it speeds them up, too. It's, it's one of those few pro tracks that, uh, that does have some runoff, but uh, it's really smooth, really fast, and it seems to not be able to be a place you can slow down in. in James Houghton, he's up six spots already on the first lap. We're not even done with it yet. That's how fast he's been going. A slight lock up there on the right front tire as he heads down the hill and now sets his sights on Chris Henn in the number 28. We call Chris the postman in Spec MX-5 Sim Racing Challenge. I think he'll be doing much of the same tonight, sending it down the inside uh, like a letter as Henn lines up Jonas Seeger in the 16. Yeah, Houghton was a was, he's relatively new to uh, to iRacing. This is uh, he's just getting pretty heavily into it with the quarantine, with uh, Canada shutting the borders. I think this is his only form of oh, competition. Oh, he spins up the inside oh, and turn one contact. Inside. And so is Kristoff. He's off as well. Behind him, Chris Hens gone off the course. He'll pull back on track, but more trouble behind. Deshaun's going to spin around again, just like that. Houghton's promising start. All the way down in 25th place now. Basically only one spot better than he started. Side by side here for Seeger, and I believe that's uh, the 14 of Stefan Walker, or excuse me, Waller, as they line up for the bottom part of the S's here. Definitely the carnage that we expected to see early on, but a little bit, and not as hard as I had, uh, had expected, which is good. You can see a lot of racers continuing here. Sixth place, Kurt Crumb, he's gone wide in South Bend. Such a challenging corner. Pulls right back on the track in front of Buchanan and the 33 of Schickel. They run side by side now into Oak Tree. Schickel will have to give way. Buchanan through to eighth. Fastest lap of the race so far, a 154.093 as we approach lap two midway. And uh, it, it's about a five-second spread across the top ten right now. Look at Buchanan and Schickel. This is nose to tail at over 165 miles an hour. Schickel to driver's left as they head to the braking zone. Buchanan defensive on driver's right. Now down the hill. And this is such a tricky corner here, Adam, because the track falls away from you. It's so easy to lock up those right fronts, especially when you have so little weight on the nose of this car. Yeah, these, these cars rear engine, and the engine is behind the wheels. So it's, uh, it's definitely a light front end in these cars. They really have to get that thing planted. Uh, and hard to do on the dropping away track uh, in that spe in that section, especially and down the roller coaster entering that. It's not a not a high grip section. For the race lead, here's how seal up the inside down in turn number one. They run side by side now through the exit of the corner, and how seal's going to try to cross him over. There may be a bit of a touch there. He's going to run wide, catch the grass, and bye bye. Can how seal? No, he pulls it back. Of course, that is so hard to do as Jason Lisner sizes him up, maybe to try to get by with that advantage. Meanwhile, Cattil putting pressure on Nyman. That's for fifth. Yeah, Casera, Hausiel, Lisner, Hilly, Daniel Nyman, and Eric Cattill in the P1 through 6 right now on leaderboard. A 48-5 a to a 48-7, so real tight times up there in the top six. They come out from behind the trees, Abe. We've got two laps to go. We've seen pretty impressive racing so far. Is there urgency right now for anybody that's inside the top 10? Again, this doesn't... If you're inside the top 15, you don't need to race any harder. That's just your starting position for this race. So why risk going off track for only one spot better in the starting positions? 
I don't know, man. I think uh, it could just be racer's mentality, right? Where uh, <laughs> that that next car is just up ahead, and yeah. even though you you know you're you're racing not to lose, you're not going to win that way either. Who is yeah, that? it's hard to shut off that racer brain. It is hard to shut it off. Transfer spot right now is the 550 of Matt Christie. He's got Chris Hart behind him in the 462. Hart ran three seconds faster than Christie last lap by, even with the car looking like that. And that is not a pretty Porsche if I've ever seen one. A lot of these cars got big damage, but they're making it work. <laughs> yeah, robust cars. They're uh, they're known for their their sizable uh, door thunk when you slam the doors and their thick sheet metal. And uh, so far, so good. Oh. <laughs> There goes Hart, and around he goes, and that will leave the next car in line would be uh, Kyle Vallejos to overtake that. But Gert Crumb hits pit lane. Not sure if it's for a penalty, maybe a jump start perhaps. That'll move the cut line one spot forward, so Vallejos will be in. Jorge Ortiz, the next man, out right now. Yeah, he uh, uh, drove with us in a spec Miata a lot in GLPC. Hope he, uh, hope he can get his way all the way to the future race tonight. So uh, excellent racing by the top uh, five drivers at least, where you've got uh, cars in the uh, high 47s and low 48s. This is great pace during uh, during racing here. Real fast. Let's shickle off. He had a bit of a coming together with another vehicle, but they're back rolling. No harm, no foul there. They'll continue. Casera and Hausiel, though, battling for the race lead as they head up the S's and now down towards Oak Tree again for the fourth and final time. Hausiel putting pressure on. I don't think he's willing to go off course to grit this race lead, but he's going to give it everything he's got as he lines him up for the back straight. Look at this run through Oak Tree. Ooh, so close. Enter there, real fast line. You can see him carrying real nice speed as he approaches that big straightaway out of the Oak Tree turn. Uh, and a 48.575 is fastest of the session. A 47.875 for Hosea, so he's got a little bit of raw pace on him, but uh, Cacera definitely holding position there. In the breaking zone now, that's third place Jason Lisner. Again, we mentioned him a new name, but he's already making a big splash as they head down the roller coaster now. And 15th place, that's Vallejos. He's the one that's in right now. Jorge Ortiz is the odd man out in that uh, that kind of plum purple number 19 car. But for the race lead and for the race win, Rob Casera from pole to win here. Checkered flag for him. Hausiel right behind. Only about a tenth and a half. Lisner, third Hilly, fourth Nyman, fifth Cotill in sixth. Real solid performance there for the top six, and they basically didn't change positions through the entire race, but they just they saw what they needed to do, and they did it. Jorge Ortiz had an off in, uh, looks like that was actually turn 16, so he'll tumble down the order. 15th place will be Vallejos as he comes on through. As long as he gets to the line, he'll be good. Chris Deshaun with his disastrous race started in ninth. He fell out. He has to fight, uh, fight for it in the LCQ here in just a moment. I am looking forward to this LCQ. This is my favorite part of every week. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. It's pretty, it's pretty rowdy, man. That's for last sure. Last chance qualifier, top 10 of the last chance qualifier, move on to the final race. As we said earlier, top 15 of these uh, past two races, the heat, heat races, they move on, uh, and that positions us for the, uh, for the actual final race. All right, so there is your checkered flag for heat number two. We'll get lined up and ready to go racing for the LCQ. Then we'll take a very short break. We'll be back with the feature after the LCQ. Uh, but we've got work to do here, guys. We've got 30 drivers about going for 10 spots. Uh, and we know Tom O'Gorman's in it. And we know Chris Shong's in it. There's going to be a lot of heavy hitters in that race, and it's going to be a battle like we expected. 
Yeah, really glad to see uh, a lot of drivers from a lot of different iRacing series participating in this one tonight. Uh, and overall, so far, so good. A lot of a lot of fun battles to watch. Nothing uh, nothing boring about VIR in real life, and it's uh, it's definitely exciting in the virtual world tonight. Guys, caught your breath yet? You're gonna need to take a deep breath before we get this underway. <laughs> I'm gonna crack myself on Mike's harder uh, and uh, probably just drink some more water to keep my voice on me. But uh... <laughs> down to the racetrack now, guys. Is again Mike's harder bringing this series yeah. to us. Uh, it's gonna be a fun LCQ, guys. It'll be four laps. Last chance qualifier never fails to deliver, and uh, we'll cross our fingers. And it's either going to be amazing racing, or it's going to be amazing crashing, or a combination of all. It. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Adam, I think that represents all uh, conceivable possibilities. So it thanks does. for that uh, <laughs> eight plus commentary. You know, sometimes, sometimes I come up with the in-depth analysis, and that was one of them right there. <laughs> but where is Tom O'Gorman starting, guys? Twenty-fifth. He has to finish 10th or better. So minimum, he has to gain 15 spots. Houghton has to gain 14. That is a tall task. Borsma's here as well, starting in 20th. Uh, Brian Kristoff is 12th. There's a lot of cars in here. There's going to be some hearts broken tonight because there's 10 spots, and not everyone can have one. I think the thing that you uh, have to hope for when you're that far back is just that the mid-pack kind of takes itself out. And, uh, you know, during their battles, you're you're able to find your way up through all of that chaos. But uh, without that, it's going to be very difficult to climb back that far. Well, Zach Rivard has the safety car livery on this paint scheme. No, we do not have a pace <laughs> lap to do it. We just are going to be standing start here in just a moment. But Zach Rivard. I wondered about that. Yeah, I wondered about that. Out of Michigan with a, a sense of humor, for sure. I think it's pretty wild to see some of the fastest time attack drivers in the nation uh, or on the continent, uh, and they're in the back of the pack. It, it makes me smile uh, because virtual racing is different and fun, and I know they're good at it, but it's not always uh, it's not always <laughs> easy for anybody. Only car to not grid was Chris Harp and Eric Pennington. Everybody else will be racing for 10 spots. Here we go. Four laps. Green flag flies racing at VIR for the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder as they run down to turn number one. 10 spots, 26 drivers. See in just a minute how we get through turn one. So far, so good. And it's the car sideways. Dave Santel backwards. Up and over. Down. <laughs> and it's a mess. There's cars everywhere, left and right there. I believe that was Bell DiPietro offline. As Robert Chandra and Robert Ron, he's in third now. Ray Hilbert fourth. Ryan Christoph was the one that sent the 39 flag. He's got significant right front damage, but he's going to continue with everything he's got. Tenth spot now. Transfer Looks like car. he's got a little extra camber there, Christoph, uh, on that uh, right front. Oh. Hey, maybe it's the fast setup. You never know. Oh, right in the middle of the racetrack. Everybody's stacking up. There goes Carlisle up and over the top of him. And whoa, someone just went pirouetting through the shot. As everybody oh is, everybody's everywhere. I don't know what's going on, but Tom O'Gorman's <laughs> up to 16th somehow. Here he comes. And uh, yeah, we saw uh, we saw a couple cars get turned there in turn one. So uh, when you turn in turn one, uh, things get turned and it's turned up. So excellent battle here between uh, 12th and 13th. That's uh, Houghton and Borsma, who are friends and competitors in real life. It should make for good competition. I think uh, Borsma's got a score to settle here because uh, yeah. in, in races past, Houghton had taken him out of the race. 
we'll see if uh, Hogan can keep it clean and, and find his way around. Uh, teammates, uh, teammates right there with the K2 and delivery normally, but uh, hopefully both of them have a good solid clean race and can make it to the final. Waiting for timing and scoring to kind of settle itself out with a couple cars that have reset back to the pit lane. So as soon as they come across the line, we'll update you where everybody is as we come down the hill now. And we should see quite a bit of cycling, but the leader will be Chris DeShong in the 41. He comes across the line. Now we'll bring up the timing and scoring. We'll see where everybody cycles back out. Where is Tom O'Gorman? He started back in 25th spot. He'll come across the line. Will he be in? He's to be 10th or better. About eighth, guys. <laughs> Solid performance there for O'Gorman and Houghton moving all the way up through the pack there. Christoph chasing O'Gorman right now. Uh, we got quite a battle here right now in turn turn one. Now these are all all these guys are in right now. Christoph is in ninth as Houghton goes through to eighth place. So all three of them are in. Justin Dezano is the transfer car. Then you have to look all the way back to Paul Sitter Rivard in the 27. He is the odd man out. 11th place. Up in the front of the field. No changes. Uh-oh. I see Houghton. He's gone around for a spin. So is George Fike in the number 09. It does not have much time to give up here. He's got to keep this track clean uh, and in front of him. Luckily, he didn't get too turned around there, but uh, he's got to stay in the top ten, as we've been talking about. I just got up on the curb there in NASCAR Band Dave and just spun it around. It's so easy to do that. Uh, he actually doesn't have that much experience even in real life driving uh, rear-wheel drive cars, it seems. He's been driving that Integra for just about forever, and uh, you know, only on occasion does he drive anything different than a front-wheel drive car. So I'm sure this is a big challenge for him. Here's Cal Fortner in the 47, and another new name in this series, struggling to get the power down as Tom O'Gorman fights for fifth, and that's not often you get to battle with an IMSA driver side-by-side -side in the Porsche Cup car. You can do it here at iRacing, you can do it here in the Hard Times Challenge, and Tomo goes to P5 as Fortner tucks in behind. Cal Fortner, one of our lobby leads uh, in the Good Life uh, Forza series, uh, the Track Battle Forza series, uh, that runs uh, tomorrow and just about every Wednesday, it seems like, until the end of time. So uh, he's a real solid driver with us in real life, runs an Audi uh, with the Els Auto Body livery, as you can see right now. And good to see him here in Iris. And it's so you, such an interesting thing that Gridlife has done here, utilizing two very different platforms for two very different forms of motorsport. Of course, the time attack side kind of favors the car customization, but uh, iRacing obviously favoring the wheel-to-wheel -wheel competition. That's what we've elected to go with for the uh, Hard Times Challenge. Chris Deshaun leads the way. Kurt Crum back in second place. Ray Hilbert in third. Winningham and Tom O'Gorman fourth and fifth. Back to the transfer spot. David McAllister is the one who's in right now as Houghton has fallen outside back to 12th. A 148.596, our fastest time of this event, and a 150.625 in P10. So it's about a about a, a two-point-one-second a two uh, spread across the top ten. The top ten is all that matters here from moving on. Mr. Sean, it was a disastrous heat race for him, but he seems like he's got himself collected. However, right behind him, Kurt Crum is closing in. This could be a battle for the race lead. And, and I think in this race, you need to fight for every position because, again, the difference between starting 40th and 30th is a little bit bigger than, you know, maybe starting 1st or 10th. So uh, Crum going to fight hard to get this race lead away from Chris Deschamps. Crum with the faster lap time uh, so far his best at 148.526 versus a 148.596 so a point, point oh seven, uh, second differential there we'll see what kind of a lap time uh, he can set this next time around lap 2 uh, going into lap 3 right now dropping uh, down the roller coaster into hog pen Ryan Kristoff working over Cal Fortner for sixth into the braking zone for roller coaster Kristoff's car looking a little worse for wear but it's still rolling and has to back out into the uh, turn number 
13, 14, 15, 16 over here. So far, so good. The car is still a car. P7 for Kristoff, uh, shockingly. Uh, it uh, does look like it drove through uh, the campground area at Good Life Midwest Festival at high rate of speed right now. At the moment, I'd say you say it, uh, it's a little rough around the edges there, quite literally. <laughs> it, de it definitely appears to have been uh, driven hard and put away uh, wet. No low ballers, I know what I have, as he goes down into turn number one. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Rivard, ninth and tenth. Here's Stefan Waller in the number 14 car. This is, uh, these two drivers are in there. You're getting a kick out of that, aren't you? <laughs> that was a pretty good one right there. I love that. <laughs> so Houghton is out in 11th place right now. You guys are backing me up. I can't even focus anymore. <laughs> uh, so Houghton's out, but he's got a 3.1 second gap to make up in a lap. I'm not sure it's going to happen. He's got to hope for these two. To get together, that's Fortner and Kristoff. Yeah, Houghton uh, in the uh, the transfer spot, but on the lesser side of the transfer spot. He in P11 right now with a 150.952 his fastest. He can do it if somebody bobbles, but uh, he's really got to hope and pray that somebody does that. These two, I think, are his best bet as they're battling for position for sixth on the racetrack right now. Into the breaking zone now for Oak Tree. Palm cool and collected is Cal Fortner. Firing back up, 450 horsepower from the flat six motor out back. Firing back up. Well, on I think this will be a, a, a nice refresher from Cal in real life, where after every race, Cal's car comes in uh, almost on fire because everything is so hot, and uh, <laughs> he just sends it all the time. They tell me they're going to fix that, but uh, it never fails to be reliable. We'll see how he does overall. Checkered flag for Chris Shong. He wins the LCQ, 10th spot. Stefan Waller, and it uh, looks like Houghton nice. is going to be out of this race tonight. Couldn't quite do it. Chris Borsmutt will also be out. So will David Santel. Uh, Chris Harp, Eric Pennington, Kevin Zhu, Val Pietro, Carwile, Moorhart, Seeger, Fike, Jorge Ortiz, McAllister, all out of the race feature tonight. A lot of really fast drivers not making the cut. Just uh, It, it kind of shows the, the rough... The rough format, when you have a problem uh, in one of these heat races or the LCQ, if you have any kind of issue, it does not pay off. You really need it to these demand perfection. So really good to see uh, uh, a lot of uh, a, a varied variety of drivers making it up into the, uh, the, uh, the final race. All right. So with that, we're going to take a very short break. We'll be right back for the feature event. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the feature, the double length race, 40 of our best in the Grid Life I racers. Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back live to Grid Life Gaming and the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. My name is Kyle Heyer, joined by Abe and Adam from Grid Life as we head down to the racetrack here for our feature race event. Eight laps around VIR, guys. We just saw three qualification races to narrow our field down from 58 down to 40. We've got our 40 competitors now. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's going to be good. Yeah, the best of the best uh, that qualified right now. And they got through and now it's time to shine. Uh, we'll know in just a minute how they do. Uh, they've got a little bit more time to get the car underneath of them and uh, a little bit more time to crash as well potentially so hopefully these drivers can keep that car uh, where it needs to go on that uh, pavement lots of hard work put in already by these drivers uh, i think this is this is all the marbles right here it, i'm excited to see if 
if Cobb can keep things clean coming through turn one and find a way to, to hold on to the race lead. And there is Luke McGrew. He'll be starting 15th. We talked about Tom O'Gorman. Where will he be? He'll be starting, how about this, 34th position. That's a long ways back. Brad Adams will be 27th. Uh, other notables, looks like we've got Zach Buchanan 14th. Uh, and checking in on DJ Alessandrini, he will start third tonight. DJ has got a lot of competition tonight, guys. Both Rob Casera and Austin Cobb, both seemingly quicker than him in the qualification races. It seemed like DJ was a shoe-in for the race wins in the Quarantine Cup. I don't think it's guaranteed tonight. Yeah, the, uh, the this, this race is really down to the perfection of every driver. They really need to keep that car underneath of them and, and going where it needs to go and do so in traffic. We're going to have quite a melee going into turn one and through NASCAR and into that first section of the S's right now. I think it's going to be pretty wild. Waiting for the countdown timer to elapse here before we begin our final race of the evening. Next week, we head to Twin Ring Motegi, and this is a, a track that many might find sort of nostalgic back from maybe some of the Gran Turismo games from the early 2000s, uh, a track that I am not that familiar with, admittedly. Uh, but it's going to be a totally different track than we're, we're working with here at VIR. VIR, very uh, American. It's it got a lot of high-speed, winding corners. Twin Ring, uh, Twin Ring Motegi, very point-and-shoot, and a lot of hard-breaking zones, which is going to make this car even more challenging to drive there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. it uh, that's one of those uh, one of those bucket list tracks for many drivers who grew up in the early 2000s of uh, Gran Turismo. This is uh, going to be a wild car on that track. That's a cool track. Tom O'Gorman sitting on the grid, 2,000 RPM, idling right now, and this is just the anticipation killing you. Uh, you just want to get rolling, you want to get racing, and let's take a look at the weather before we get rolling in this race, because it's going to matter. Again, cooler temps than I would have expected to see, uh, about 73 degrees. It continues to drop. I thought we'd see it rise, so that's a, a lucky thing for these drivers as now. The lights are on. We've got all 40 drivers lined up, Grid Life iRacers. Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder going green. Green flag flies racing again at VIR. In the background, a big scramble. Someone doesn't get moving yeah. to the back of the line. Everybody's scrambling wildly as they come four or five wide across the line. Trouble in the back as they head down to the first corner. We'll see in just a minute how that shakes out. But yeah, definitely some cars uh, not having the best start. Three, four cars wide here approaching turn one. So far, so good. Cross your fingers that we get some good racing going on. We need about a half a lap to get these uh, tires good and warm underneath these cars to keep these cars very drivable. We'll see how it shakes out. Far so good as we head down into turn number four. In the background, you see that, I believe, was uh, like Kirk Crum as he works his way out through. A bit of a touchback there, a bit of a lockup for one of those cars. We got it sorted. Now the run up through Snake into the lower S's. It's Austin Cobb leading the way. Alessandro Rini goes to second. Becerra third, Houseel fourth, Hilly fifth. Around the background, there is, it looks like Chris Deshong in the 53 car. He's also gone for a spin. That's Kyle Vallejos. So they've got a big issue there as we go back up to ninth. Jason Lisner, how about Alex Barroso? This is 10th and 11th as they head down the hill towards Oak Tree for the first time. Yeah, unfortunate start there to uh, to the race for a couple of drivers, but so far so good for the vast majority. As we see, one who's turned around there just about into contact, but not quite. Keeps it out of the barrier. Zach Buchanan, he's got that sorted. Tom O'Gorman looks at the driver's right of Evan Schickle. Drag race at the back straight now, side by side. Already gained a few spots, wants a few more. Yeah, this long back straightaway that uh, it's a long section of waiting with a couple of drops and kinks, but it all is pretty much matted. About 165 miles an hour for most of these cars as they approach the uh, the roller coaster section. Rush hour traffic here. There is the 45 car. That's Talisadi. Drew Cleaver in behind. 
and completing lap number one. And again, I've been so impressed with everybody tonight. For the most part, very minor issues. How about a battle for fifth? That's Hilly and Makai Stevens in the 22 car. Looks the inside in the turn number one. We'll know in just a minute how lap times come oh, across. He's off. So far, Cobb in. Cobb in the front, uh, followed by Allison Drini. That's a long way to go. When you go off this track, there's some fast, far runoff sections. You can just about drive into the woods here. Well, it's great. As uh, Abe alluded to earlier, it's very safe. There's a lot of runoff. It's just not pavement. So it, uh, you'll use all of it as soon as you touch it. And there's really no saving it. You know, Waxman, he's gone around at the exit of NASCAR Bend. He'll drop down the order as Tom O'Gorman goes on through. On the outside of Alexander Lekowitz, he's through to 17th. The leader's approaching uh, the S's right now. Uh, this is the section of the track that I actually got rear-ended by Randy Popst one time. Uh, and uh, wild little section of track. South Bend, the really, really fast left-hander coming up. Or right-hander, actually. I'm visualizing him backward, looking at the track backwards here. 168, Lekowitz, he's gone wide with Evan Schickel on his right. There's Brad Adams in the 95 car following both these drivers down the hill through South Bend. Look at this, stack up in front. Colin McHugh is off the course. He's going to have to blend back in line very carefully. Locks up the tires to not run into anybody. There's Tomo. Then it's the 33 car. Everybody else cycling on through. Nicely done by the field again as we work lap number two. That beautiful shot of, uh, of the cars rounding Oak Tree turned. Uh, what a what an iconic section of track that is. Uh, beautiful shot. Glad it's captured here in Idaho. Front three, Cobb, Alessandrini, Casera down the hill to complete lap number two. Now when we set our sights, we take a look at the lap times here, guys, because Cobb right now is the quickest time, but DJ is going to get on it soon. We know how good he is, and now we can focus on just one guy. Yep, all he's got to do is keep it under him, and, uh, and he knows what to do, hit his marks. Perfection is the name of the game for DJ right now. Closing the gap here, we're seeing uh, Allison Drini go up under three-tenths of a second coming up to that corner. Um, we'll see as he continues to strategize and really battle it out with Cobb here at the front. 47.946, the uh, fastest lap for Cobb right now. A 47.709 for DJ, so the potential is definitely there, and he's within striking distance for sure. Al-Sadiq in 13th place has Mackay Stevens behind him, recovering from that slip-up he had down in turn one last lap. And behind her is a hungry Tombo who's gained already a handful of spots plus some. Starting this race, how about this, 34th to 16th in two and a half laps as he works over the 15th place car of Jacob Bessemer. Solid performance overall for Tombo, coming back from what was not the most enjoyable couple of races so far stringing it through the S's. Abe, that's a full throttle section pretty much in a car like this. And you see the car in front of him go wide. That's uh, looks like that. Is that the 22 car that's gone off? Uh, no. Yeah, Mackay Stevens? I think. It didn't look like it. Jacob Bessemer was the car that went wide. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you're just in the right place at the right time, and uh, you know, people might be watching their mirrors and seeing what's behind them, and that's just enough to lose concentration and lose some spots here on iRacing. Look at DJ just hunting Austin Cobb. He smells the blood in the water. Cobb is uh, looking in the mirror and trying not to find that distracting Adam. But this is always something that race car drivers try to do is focus forward and hit your marks. But you got a guy like DJ behind you. That's pretty hard to do. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, so far, I think in practice and qualifying and stuff, uh, it was Cobb who was setting some of the fastest mile-per-hour times through the section we just watched going down Hogpen. Uh, but uh, he's, uh, he's in... It only, I don't know which spot I'd rather be, in the lead or in P2. If I was DJ, I think I'd be thankful to be where I was at. 
The next time by will be halfway through this race already. It goes by very quickly. Luke McGrew now with Talis Sadiq right behind him. There's Tom O'Gorman as well. Sadiq having some connectivity issues, but McGrew with that Kumo tire, Bilstein Porsche. It's very fitting to have him with those sponsors on the car. Bit of a lockup in an NASCAR bend. I talked about that earlier. Very challenging corner to get the car slowed down into. Yeah, so far uh, across the top 15-ish spots, we're only seeing about a 1.5-second gap, so real tight, uh, a 1.5-second gap in overall raw pace. So we're seeing pretty tight laps here so far for the faster of the drivers in this session. It's like Zach Buchanan just had an off, and I, I, I'm not sure how recent this was. Here's a look. Replay the inside of Ryan Kristoff. Does he lock up the brakes, maybe? Oh, Kristoff, oh, he just lost it right there and just spun out. And call the day there, guys. That's a frustrating way to have the day end. I was going to say, is Christoph's car oh. still crashed from the last race? It, well, <laughs> DJ's just gotten by Austin Cobb. We were looking at a replay while it happened. Here's a look at what just happened from up above. Oh, Cobb went off down in South Bend, and that's what gave DJ the opportunity. You can't give DJ an opportunity like that. He'll take it. Went around the outside no. down in Oak Tree, and now we go back to the race lead because outside already has it. Cobb, Hausiel, and Casera are right there. Four-way fight for the lead at halfway. DJ with about two cars in front of uh, Cobb right now. He's definitely in commanding position right now as he enters this long front straightaway. The slight bend at the flag station right now uh, and approaching the tricky braking zone of turn one. Oh, that's late on the brakes for House Hill. Can he get it slowed down? Yes, he does. Right behind about. 36. Wow, that was that was uh, that was a solid breaking zone there for House Seal. He's he's been uh, nothing but a perennial uh, perfectionist overall, always in the top five, and uh, good to see him back out here right now in P4, P3, P3. I misread. Now DJ is in his natural habitat here, leading this race, and he's so comfortable up here, so comfortable in this car. He described it as driving like a Miata. Now I disagree with him on several points of that, but. Uh, if he feels comfortable, more power to him, and he's using it to his advantage right now as he climbs the S's. Yeah, he, uh, DJ described it as, quote, a GT3 car with Miata brakes, uh, and someone pulled the ABS fuse. That's what he, uh, that's what he uh, described this car as, uh, and uh, it's just a, it's a tough car to get perfect, but when you really, when you really get the car dialed up, uh, it's a super fun car to drive. Trouble for Edo Waxman in the number 37. We're hearing that he's just had an issue. Here's a look. Uh, this was down into turn number one. Kristoff again who was behind it. And again, didn't touch him. He's just been following spinning cars all day long as Waxman calls it a day down there in turn number one. Time for donuts. Somebody's got to make the donuts. <laughs> Eric Mickey and Paul Darling, seventh, uh, make that sixth and seventh as Waxman's jumped to the top of the scoring because he's reset back to the pit lane. So that'll be corrected momentarily as they head down the roller coaster. Lap five of eight right now. Uh, Allison Drini in a solid position. He's still got three laps to go, and that's a lot of turns across this long stretch of beautiful asphalt here in uh, Virginia. Well, he doesn't have any breathing room here at all. Pops right back on him. You're telling me, look, he's going to try to cross him over. Maybe a bit of a touch there down through turn number one. It was a big check up there to avoid running into the back of him. That's going to bring House Seal right up the inside. That's for second place. If these two fight for too long, it'll be bye-bye DJ. Side-by-side -side now, House Seal on the outside at turn number three. Cobb re-clears him for the moment and gets lined astern again for turns four and five. 
right now, we're seeing the last lap for both of those drivers, Elson Drini and Cobb, with a 148.299 and a 148.229. So really close right now. A 5.29 and a 4.98 for their fastest overall in the 47 bracket. Super close battle here with Cobb and Elson Drini. Let him break away slightly, though. A big checkup in turn one hurt him big time as they crest the hill and the S's. You're not noticing a Tom O'Gorman. You see him in the background there closing on Eric Attil in 11th spot. It's two on the outside looking in. Attil started this race. Uh oh, trouble. DJ's off. DJ's in the barrier. Down in, I believe this is over oh, at Oak Tree. What here. a change here. Oh my goodness. Was there a touch, maybe? Was there contact for the race leader? Have a look. This is coming down the hill. He was all by himself, guys, and just got into it too deep. Couldn't stop the car. There she goes. That's all you need. It's, it's perfection that is needed here, and this is a hard car to deliver with. He's fallen all the way back to 10th spot. Cobb leads the way. Now it's a race up front. Cobb has healed to Sarah. One, two, three, and Hilly reeling him in from fourth. He was the quickest car the last time by of this front podium group. A 148-153, Adam, as they come on through. Yeah, what a change in uh, in position there. Allison Drini has been super dominant over the past few seasons of Gridlife iRacers. I believe he won last week. Was that him? Uh, and uh, Cobb also a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he has two laps to go. We'll see what he can do. His beautiful Apex livery, uh, a good look on this Porsche, and we'll see how it looks on the podium if he can keep it all together. Right behind the race leader, two laps to go, just over six and a half miles, maybe seven. Trouble for Alexander Lekowitz in the background. We're going to stay up here, though, at the race lead. How Seal is so good, so calculated in this car. He's also as comfortable as DJ. Those two usually trade blows, but Cobb has been the wild card this week. Has found some pace at this particular track and now has the lead from pole. We'll see if he can hang on in a lap and a half. I believe uh, Houseel has the fastest lap of the race with 47.431 versus the 47.498 of, uh, of Cobb. But uh, right now, this is Cobb's race to lose. Two laps to go. A lot of black black uh, asphalt in front of him. Let's we'll see what he can do. Closes up nicely into Oak Tree here, Abe. Oh, oh, great run. Up. Great run out of Oak Tree there. Austin uh, Cobb continues to deliver high-quality laps uh, here. It, it's his race to lose now with a uh, lap and a half to go. Last lap for Cobb at 48.798 versus the 48.666 of House Seal. So House Seal putting the pressure on. It's not going to stop. Two laps to go. This is coming down to the wire in a way I didn't think we'd see it in practice earlier this week. We had a three-wide battle for the race win. And it came down to only a couple thousands of a second. As we come now down to the white flag, one more time around, 3.27 miles to crown a winner in the first round of Gridlife iRacers Hard Times Challenge, presented by Mike's Harder. The run down to turn one, Cobb, Houseel, Casera. Casera was the quickest of the three. about getting power down to the ground the most efficient way possible. How Seal has been good on the brakes, but he needs to line up corner exits better than the 36. We've, uh, we've got stories all over this track, uh, and uh, the one up front is the one to watch. Uh, but there has been uh, there's been some upsets overall throughout the pack. Tomo up to 10th. Alessandrini has fallen to 12th in his number 30 car. Now up the S's for the final time. 
Alcil is really setting up for the exit of Oak Tree, Adam. That's really the last chance you get to get a good run. Look at the run he's got through the S's, though. Look how much he closes. Now it's three car lengths as they head through South Bend. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a very tricky high, high-speed second track with a really tight braking zone, and then you really want to roll as much speed as you can. Put that mirror all the way up onto that, uh, that tire patch there, and a good, solid run for both these cars. The gap did not change much. Sarah slipped in Oak Tree. He's getting swarmed now by Eric Mickey, Paul Darling, and it looks like that's Justin Hilly. No, that's, uh, that's Eric Mickey, excuse me, Jason Lisner. But for the race lead, here they come, down the back straight, side by side, over the top as they head to Roller Coaster for the final time. How Seal had overlap, Cobb slams the door shut. Now the right-hander, door open. How Seal takes it, he's gonna barge through. Backs out, tries again. The run down the hill, two quarters left. Incurred by Five Racers Hard Times Challenge. Over the curbs, hog pen. Austin Cobb in deep. How Seal's gonna try to get the run down. I don't think he's gonna have it. Austin Cobb from pole in a scary moment. Almost lost the lead, but he will go to victory lane in the first round of the Hard Times Challenge. Cobb wins by two tenths. Uh, Cobb making that Porsche as wide as he could and a really well-executed last half of the lap there. Just about a textbook perfect race with somebody on your bumper down, the hog pen and roller coaster. Beautiful work by Cobb. Rod Adams and Colin McHugh, this is for 20th place right now. They were side-by-side side as they come down the hill now. The two-car setting up. Brad Adams, can he get a run? If, if you set up hog pen just right, he can get a run, but he missed the curb right there, and that will leave Brad Adams with 20th spot. McGrew right behind, unable to grab another spot here. So Adams 20th, McHugh 21st, McGrew 22nd. Ryan Kristoff limps that car back in 23rd. <laughs> Ryan Kristoff, he knows what he has. No, no low ballers, please. I love it. <laughs> Across the line, he was going to go for a slide, and uh, oh, man. Hard uh, packed in there. That is the hard times hit of the race. Holy right cow. I can, see head, I can see headlights through two stacks of tires there. Those FIA barriers, they don't stand a chance. Uh, that. Interesting here that the hit of the race was actually the iRacing safety car. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Well, checkered flag for Austin Cobb. He led six of the eight laps, the other two by DJ Alessandrini. His best lap of 47.498. What a race, guys. What a way to kick off. This uh, Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder, that was spectacular. Yeah, solid uh, solid night overall. It, uh, super close finish at the end there for Cobb and House Seal. Uh, a one, five, three tenths of a second there. That is just uh, so close. So well done. I love that. Well, with the uh, the move from the Miatas into the Porsche Cup cars, I think there was promise for a lot of really interesting racing as, as drivers worked to uh, kind of manhandle the cars underneath them. And I, I, I think it's really delivered on that promise. I am so excited to see what the rest of the series holds. We have three races left in this championship fight. And for Austin Cobb, he is the first winner of this series. We're going to step away for a very quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, for some interviews with our race winner and more. Stay with us. Welcome back live to Grid Life Gaming and the Grid Life iRacers Hard Times Challenge presented by Mike's Harder. We're here now with our second place finisher. It was Ken Seal, a tenth and a half back from Austin Cobb. A valiant fight to the end there. And walk us through that chase, uh, especially with DJ going off and that br really bringing a second place battle up to the race lead. T tell me about that and how epic it was to fight for that win. Yeah, the, towards the end there, I was 
uh, I guess in turns one, two, and three, I was side by side with Austin, and then DJ fell off an oak tree, and it was like, oh man, I didn't know that was going to be the battle for the lead, or I would have would have pushed a little harder. But man, Austin drove a great race. He did a ton of work this week, shared his setups and all. So props to Austin. Ken, uh, take me through that last lap there, setting up for Oak Tree, and, and that's such an important corner. Do you feel like that's really your last opportunity, or is the run down through Hogpen, that's really the last opportunity to make a run at him? Uh, so normally I would expect the out of uh, Oak Tree to, to be kind of the second to last opportunity, like you said, and, and Hogpen be the last opportunity, but Austin was killer in Hogpen all race, so it's like I knew I needed to do something out of Oak Tree. Got a great run, just wasn't quite enough. And congratulations on that second place run. Hopefully we'll see you back week uh, back next week at Twin Remo Tagi. Good luck out there. We'll hope to see you in victory lane. Great job. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. Thanks to Mike's Harder and Good Life and Sim TV. Yeah, great job, man. On now to I think we got a race winner in the house. It's gonna be Austin Cobb, the number 36. Austin, race win. How about by a tenth and a half of a second? How sweaty are you now after running away from House Seal and DJ for those last couple laps? Oh, man, that car gets you sweaty enough just driving it by yourself, turning hot laps, you know. And that, <laughs> and that, but, uh, wow, what a race. Uh, you know, starting up front, I saw DJ moved right into P2 right off the rip. Knew that was going to be pressure the whole race. Uh, I actually cracked under it at one point, but managed to, you know, come back and salvage it. And, you know, Ken was putting constant pressure on, but I was just trying to make sure he didn't have any real open doors. Yeah, super, super, uh, like a really, really fun section to watch in the last half of the last lap. Uh, what is your, uh, what's your secret for running through Hogpen and roller coaster so fast there? Uh, roller coaster, you know, it's, it's mostly just staying on that right curb. As you crest the hill, you got to back off the brakes a little bit to not lock up. You j jump back on them a little bit and then just put the right side of the car on the curb and patience, patience, patience. Power <laughs> so all the way down the hill to Hogpen. And then Hogpen, get on the brakes early and put a whole lot of the car over that left side curb so that you can uh, line up that big exit. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Very, uh, very well done, sir. So, Austin, tell us, uh, tell us your first thought as you're trailing Alessandrini and you see him uh, kind of drive off track right on his own. What was the first thing that came to mind? First thing that came to mind is, is this even DJ driving? DJ doesn't do this. Uh, real unfortunate to see that for him. Uh, he's a great racer, and I'm, I, I was pretty confident I could catch back up and bring the fight, but you never know. I mean, he's got brilliant pace. He ran me down and he won like it was no big deal. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a breath of fresh air, but still I knew Ken was going to be in there the whole time. Next week we had a twin ring Motegi Austin and it's totally different racetrack, very much point and shoot a lot flatter, not quite as much elevation change. How do you approach that track next week with the expectation you're, you're going to be in harder braking zones with a flatter, wider racetrack. Does that change your philosophy at all in terms of your testing or setup work, or is it pretty much the same, same strategies, just a different racetrack, different day? Uh, totally. You know, I mean, for VRR, I actually worked off a Nürburgring setup, you know, a nice flowy, natural track. Uh, Motegi probably going to be prioritizing braking as hard as possible in a straight line without locking up and looping the car and then getting those big exits, you know, big early, late apex, late apex exits. Awesome. Congratulations on your first victory here in the Gridline Fire Racers Hard Times Challenge. We wish you the best of luck next week. Going to be epic out there. Good luck. We'll see you later. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. 
All right, guys. I think we should start wrapping things up here tonight. But I think for DJ, you know, I'm really curious what's going on in his head right now, guys. As Austin said, we don't see him make mistakes. And this car, this track and car combination just shows just how challenging it is that even a guy like DJ, who everybody says is so perfect and, and never see him make a mistake, tonight he made a big mistake and lost the race because of it. Yeah, it's not an easy track. It's not an easy car, as we've seen. Uh, and it just takes a little bit extra brake pedal. And that car is uh, in the green stuff. And the green stuff is not friendly, especially here at this track tonight. Abe, your final thoughts here as we head to Twin Ring Motegi next week. Well, I think it's a, it's a completely different uh, track style. And uh, it might be familiar to a lot of uh, legacy um, uh, racing simulator players. But it's a completely different format and lots of fantastic competition here with uh, Gridlife iRacers. So uh, I would look to see a DJ Alessandrini bounce right back and uh, bring the race to Cobb in, in Ken Seal and really give a, a great battle at the front. Looks like that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you, Abe and Adam, for joining me here in the booth. We're going to see you next week, 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Gridlife YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. If you're watching on Twitch, make sure to follow. If you're on Facebook, if you haven't liked the page, you certainly should. There are things on the horizon you want to stay updated about. And uh, make sure that you're checking in on gridlife.gg for more information on how to join, how to be a part of this great uh, series presented by Mike's Harder. Thanks so much again to Mike's Harder and Gridlife for making this a reality. We'll see you next week at 8.45. And have a wonderful week. Twin Ring Motegi next Tuesday. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello.